Here I am, Coco, an old friend, here with members from the Coco Collective community. Each week, we inspire you to get back on to Blueprint through our experiences and journey living from a higher vibration and consciousness. Because ultimately, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. This is your vibrational experience. Well, here we are with another coffee with Coco and Scott. Good morning. It is a beautiful, I was going to say Saturday, but it's Sunday on Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada. And I woke up again this morning with some downloads and I, I know that we haven't been, you know, structured in our days putting out the podcast because I've really started to lean more towards feeling and when I get that nudge to put that stuff out there. So that's kind of how we're rolling now. So here we are. And this is a podcast that I feel, you know, really is going to be that anchor for so many people when the trust gets wavering. When you're sitting there and you're being like, what the fuck am I even doing? Like, here I am, quote unquote, you know, listening to this woman or listening to this guy. I'm, you know, making all these choices. I'm doing all these things. Like, is this even real? And I know in our journey that I've probably said that to Scott more times than we can even count, including I think even yesterday I was saying that to you on the walk, was I not? I think so. It was something about something. (laughs) We were laughing so hard because um, my ego was, you know, over here in the right-hand corner. And it always like, you know, when I'm tired, starts yapping at me. And I was saying to him... Oh, because I'm working on uh, birthing out my currency planet. And I had said, it's so crazy. I can go into a session and help reverse HIV. And I don't even question it. I don't even go after the session and be like, wow, did I do the right da da da? Did this happen this way or that way? I don't even question it. But when it comes to our own specific work, me, me including, there's always that little chatter of that ego over in the corner that you have to be like, uh, immediately no, immediately no. You know, goodbye, thank you, go away. So until you get to this space, it is really challenging because so much is always coming at you and you sometimes, more often than not, wonder if, you know, if any of this is even fucking real and you're going to get to do to quote unquote, a different version of yourself. So how I wanted to start this is when we start this journey, we very much are in what I call the physical reality, the thinking mind, the ego. Okay. Now, as we begin to break down the ego, and if you've worked with us, we spend, you know, that's the first portion of all your work is to basically unwind and get your mind to kind of soften to the back to move the soul to the front of the bus. Now, when the ego is very much running the show, there very much is this versus that. There's this whole separation and there's these constant narrations. So in order to separate this and to melt it, you have to trust. 
So I just wanted to briefly read something here about um, the thinking mind, where I know that a lot of you guys sit in this space when we first begin. So I'm just going to start this so that you can, you can understand. The lowest reality on the vibrational frequency scale is the thinking mind. Here, there's complete duality. Duality is this versus that, or this or that. One perspective, <coughs> one perception, all which exist in linear time. So that means that you're constantly thinking in linear time. So if you use our world as an example, it's like, okay, I started doing the work in January, and then you're looking linearly of where you're going to be in like September and October, and you're planning it out. Everything only exists in linear time. The reality exists outside the self. Okay. So it's like right now I'm looking at Scott. He's touching Ren on the couch. That's a reality because he can see it outside of himself. A person is completely unconscious and subject to responses only according to one dimensional reality in their minds. So again, that is just structure. Everything only exists in structure in linear time. Everything is personal Exchanges are seen as person to person in the physical. Bottoming out becomes a reality for many of those whose souls are meant to awaken. And that in our world would be you're hitting the roof of your ego life and you just have no zest. You're just like, I can't fucking do this anymore. I hate my job. I hate my relationship. Da da da. All this stuff starts to hit you in the face and you realize that you're here for something more. One feels alone due to this sense of separation. He, she, they is the focused. Materialism is dominant and the logical mind needs something tangible to understand and or comprehend. That's a big one. That's a really big one. And I'm going to come back to that one. Fear is dominant in this reality. The physical body is in response to the vibrational frequency of the physical reality that you're in. And responses are emotional, and one plays the role of victim, savior, survivor in this reality. So which one really stands out to you, Scott, in here that we always are, are uh, talking about a lot? Um, like, in, like in session or like just... Just in to... general. I feel like there's just so much to unpack here for everybody. When I hear you talk about... Uh, when I sit here and I'm listening to you read that that statement or that phrase yeah all I can really think about is like the nights with Coco yeah everyone that was coming was in that place and I feel like right now where everyone is now it's probably a good time to just go back and re-look at your basics. I agree. Relook at how, like, your definition of your ego, mm -hmm. you know, your higher consciousness. Like, we've been on this journey for a little bit. Maybe, like, we need to step back and just be like, okay, what does my ego sound like anymore? Yeah. Am I listening to it? Can I hear it? What is my... Um... Well, and your ego, like, let's just start with that with the basics. Like, what is the ego? The ego is that voice in your head that's a fucking asshole. Okay, yeah. your ego feeds off of fear and doubt in your wounds. 
okay? Your ego is always going to tell you outcomes. Always. And yeah. your and your ego is that voice that I, you know, I had um, my beautiful 18-year-old when we started with her, we called her ego leprechaun. And her leprechaun was an asshole. So it's like, name your ego if that helps you separate it out so that you can see it instead of it's a total enmeshment where you can't tell the difference. Yeah, and see if you can remember right now how your ego was before. Mm-hmm. Versus how your ego is now. Mm-hmm. Like see, and see that change. Notice if your ego's gotten like smarter and slyer. And it's actually getting very, very like subtle. Yeah. And it's sliding little things into your day that is really starting to affect your your consciousness and your, your awakening. Well, let's talk about the slyness of the ego. I know that the slyness of the ego very much starts to use the language that you that we have and it gets really stupid and sneaky I know that like a lot of times and what's coming to me right now is an example where it's like oh well don't take breadcrumbs for example you know stop taking breadcrumbs so I've talked about this a lot in mentoring with a lot of people who are having breakups and they just have like taken breadcrumbs in their relationship and now they're going to go search for a house for themselves okay so it's like say somebody has been so used to finding of living in a place that was say $900 a month or $800 a month. I'm like, okay, I kind of help them through their human finances. We go everything and I say, okay, you can quote unquote afford say a $1,300 place. That's going to really ping at your lack wounds, but you can do it. Okay. Their ego, of course, will tell them that they can't. But then on the opposite side of that, there's people who right away go to, well, I don't need breadcrumbs. I'm going to go to a $3,000 place or I'm going to go to a $5,000 place. Do you see the difference there where the ego starts getting sly? It'll either tell you you're doing, you really can't do it and you're really worse. Or it'll tell you that, oh, fuck, I, I'm not going to take breadcrumbs. I'm worth more. And then you go to a scale that you're, a vibration that you're just not in alignment with yet. Yeah. And I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's like, how sly is your ego being? Yeah. Because on that very same topic, it's like, I've never lived alone. Exactly. Okay, so you don't want a roommate. But if it changes the situation, there's a big difference between living with a partner and living with a roommate. Yes, and especially living with a roommate too. I know we've chatted about it. You know, living with roommates within the community or within consciousness or people that can give you that higher sense of... Um, air supply versus the situation that you're in the changes that you're making you know exactly like you said that ego is sly because sometimes you just need to go and jump onto like a lily pad before you then go into the ocean yeah it's just making that that's the first uncomfortable step yeah that the next steps become a lot easier Like, like first stumble starts turning into like a jog turns into a run turns into a sprint yeah and and that's I think where a lot of people are getting stuck on because they're focusing so much on five or six steps down the road. Exactly. But it always has to start someplace. Well, and here's the thing. You you have to start someplace where you have to notice where the ego is getting in the way and where you have the feeling, okay? That's where the magic happens. That's where the softness has to happen is you have to surrender and you have to trust but you have to notice where the ego is really trying to pull you 
to make a decision when it really just is so much easier, you know? And I feel like we need to break that down a bit because I'm noticing everybody's kind of in that um, journey in some aspect in their rise at some point where they're really trying to make a decision from feeling and, you know, but their ego comes in and tells them, well, you know, X, Y, and Z, well, X, Y, and Z, all the things. One of the big things for me is how does it feel in your body instantly? How does it feel in your body? So I'm going to use me as an example so that you guys can really um, understand where this is coming from. So our magazine is coming out within the next, you know, probably week and a half. And I, it's really important, really important to me as the publishing house for New Earth content that we only go to places that are aligned and feel right. But on the flip side of that, it's like I, it's very important that people get the codes, get the information. Okay, that is what matters to me. So it came to me the other day, like, well, do I put the magazine on Amazon? Like, do do I do that? And when I was out on my walk yesterday, I was getting, you know, talking and having basically a session on myself. And I was being told, is it a hell yes to go on Amazon? My entire body right now saying this today, and I mean, timelines are fluid. So maybe you might see it on Amazon down the road. I have no idea. But right now, my whole body reacts. And that is a hell no for me. It's a hell no for me. And then the guides had said, if it, if, if you're really, con what is there to be concerned about? Because the people who are meant to get it into their hands will. And that's how this works. But when my ego starts chatting over there being like, well, if you got it onto Amazon, then realistically more people would get it, which means more people would, it would sell. And then you could, you know, buy more and get more out there and more out there. And I was like, no, that's 3D. I'm not doing that. But do you see where the ego can get sly? Am I am I making sense with this, Scott? Yeah, I think you're making this sense. This example, and I feel like that's the work, is really trusting your body and knowing that you've already been here, your blueprint already knows that you have to feel it in your body. Whereas my ego could easily be like, yeah, get on Amazon, you're going to get all these people, and then you could like move the magazine faster and faster for more people to get out. But I want the right people to get it. I want the people who really need it to get it. And I just trust, just like how thousands and thousands of people have found our work is because it's meant to. It's meant to, you know? And that's how you need to operate in your life as well. Is it's like when you trust yourself from feeling versus the ego or the number or the this, it will always align with you. But you've got to get uncomfortable. You've got to maybe take that job that you know, isn't fully in, like, isn't fully in alignment per se. Like, that's where it gets, that's where it gets, like, that's where it gets great because people are like, well, I don't, like, I don't 100% want to work at a coffee shop. But when you change it around and you feel into your body and you'd be like, the coffee shop is the best position for me out in 3D to provide for my light. Right now. Right now. Nothing. I mean, here's the thing. Like, is we, that making sense? I think we'll just break it down here yeah. just a little bit more. I feel like you just downloaded a lot to everyone. Yeah. Nothing is permanent. Yeah. 
so many things are fluid, but we make decisions being like, this is my forever choice. Yeah. And people are scared of getting it wrong. Exactly. Because you're assuming it's forever. If I take this job, it's forever. A lot of things could be just, just for now. Yeah. I'm going to take this job at the coffee shop just for now. Mm-hmm. So that way I can support myself in this moment. But then I know something better will come along because I'm going to be open to it. And I'm not limiting myself and restricting myself to being like, okay, I got a job at the coffee shop. I am here until the day I die. Yeah. And where, that's where the ego goes right away. Because it wants to be permanent. Yes. And the ego wants to be somewhere it's not right now, right? The ego's like, well, I want to be integrated and I want to be in purpose. But you are doing that. You're making decisions to support your light. And on the contrary, there's a whole crop of people that have quit their jobs or are on the verge of quitting their jobs. And that is also the gift that you're giving yourself. And that's just as scary because when you quit your job on the other side of fear is freedom, you guys. So when you quit your job, you get to sit with yourself and that is where you birth out yourself. So if that's on your blueprint to be able to quit your job or you know you need to quit your job or you need to take a leave of absence or you need to take a step back, that is with purpose. Because you need to clear your, like, basically your field to allow yourself to, you know, birth out who you are and dedicate to saying yes to you. And the ego will tell you the most fucked up things. I'm serious about this. When you're about to jump or do anything that is towards your light. Okay? Always. 100% of the time when you are saying yes to you and to your light, your ego is going to tell you crazy stuff. Always. Without a doubt. Well, let's backtrack here just a little bit. Let's go back to the moving out analogy. Part of the reason why your ego is going to find any excuse to stop you. Yeah. I want to have... I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. I want to have my own place. Mm-hmm. You know... I want my dog with me. I want my dog with me. I, you know, maybe whatever. That is you putting roadblocks in front of your blueprint and on your road. Yeah. Your Your ego, ego, your ego is finding things to keep you right where you are. Mm -hmm. And that's important to remember because it is much easier and you know exactly what you need to do. And you just keep finding these reasons because it's, a trust issue. Mm-hmm. You ultimately don't trust yourself enough to make those decisions, but you have no reason not to. Mm-hmm. I love that, Scott. I mean, that's an amazing segue because well, a lot of the things that we do in this consciousness and this awakening relies on trust uh-huh. that everything is going to be okay that you're going to be fine. And when you trust that things are happening for you and not to you, your perception on things changes. Like these are things that we talked about or we had talked about very much back in the beginning Mm -hmm. is trusting yourself that everything is going to be fine. You already know what happens when you make that same old decision. You already know that outcome. You don't know the outcome if you make a different decision. Mm -hmm. But you know but you feel that that is the right choice. Mm -hmm. You just have to trust now that it's going to be okay. And that however it shakes out is 
meant exactly for you. We need to get back to trusting ourselves. We trusted ourselves enough to start this journey. And now that things are starting to shift and starting to change, our ego has gotten sly. And now we've kind of moved back into a place where we are starting to questioning ourselves. We're starting to question the work. We need to go back to basics. Mastery is all about like returning to basics and getting so much better at the beginning building blocks. You're not starting back at zero. Mm-hmm. You're starting back at like love or like building block 100 or 1000. Mm-hmm. But that is just going to make your foundation so much stronger moving forward. A building can only go up so tall without the base going out so wide. Mm-hmm. We have to keep building that base wide so we can keep going up higher. So this is a good time to go back. What is my ego saying? When is the last time I felt my knowing even? Mm-hmm. Have I noticed I haven't noticed it in a long time? Mm-hmm. Like and just you, check and back. And if you don't know your knowing, you know, reach out, you know. That's what's so profound about this work is you hit the nail, Scott, like going back to the basics because what's really coming back, coming to me as you're saying that is the huge narration about... Um, I don't, I hate even talking about it, but I'm, I'm going to say it, you know, the vaccines and it's like, that is really wavering everybody's trust. And somebody in session to me last, the pressure to get the vaccination Mm -hmm. is huge. Huge. Some, and somebody had said to me last week, and I want to talk about it because I feel like you can really talk about this is they had to like literally get off social media for the last week because family members and everybody were pressuring them and coming at them and saying all these things. And she's like, you know, I got off social media, I cleared everything, all the noise. And I sat with myself and I'm like, what really is pinging at me? Why am I, you know, what is all this? And she said, it was a hell no for me in December. And she's like, what has fucking changed other than everything externally has gone up a level and everybody is pressuring me. She's like, but at the end of the day, it's still a hell no for me. I don't have a reason. I can't give you a physical, tangible thing. And anybody who is unvaccinated will tell you the exact same thing, especially in our world, you know, and that's the the crazy thing about all this is it's like when you are unvaccinated, all of a sudden you're putting, you're being put into the category that you're the one out there rallying. No, you're just listening to something inside of you that is like, this is a hell no. This doesn't resonate for me and I don't have a reason for it, okay? That then comes to exactly what we're talking about, that trust in the unknown. Some version of you at some other timeline is telling you no. And that's where we go back to that first thing that I read where it's like, when you come from the thinking mind, Everything is right in front of you in linear time. Everything is tangible. So in our world, there's no judgments, okay? I have no judgments. I'm neutral to the whole thing. I understand it from such a higher place and I understand it energetically and I see what it's doing to the body. That is my world and 100% I stand behind it. If you have gotten it, that's your journey. I have no judgment towards it. But the reality is that those that are you know, really getting solid in who they are and making no to that decision is because they're seen beyond the physical, okay? And so I want Scott to kind of talk a little bit about this because it's polarizing 
we're hearing and mentoring with the pull of the families and everybody and everything. And this is consciousness. This is the greatest gift we've ever been given is to get solid in you during this time because nobody's going to understand your decision or why you're choosing to live this way. And this is new earth and this is consciousness. And that is flexing that trust and surrender muscle like you wouldn't even believe. So in this case, it's like you are being pulled externally by the world at trying to tell you that you're basically fucked up. You're crazy. You're losing it. All the things because you're making a decision from yourself, from the inner, from the inner. And that really rocks people. It makes people feel really, really, really uncomfortable. And I know me and Scott can speak that to that because when his family was here, his mom and dad, they were so uncomfortable by our state of being, but we've never swayed. And we've had house guests over the last few years. And you always say, we're not changing because somebody's here. If they feel uncomfortable by I by our high frequency, by the fact that you know we live from feeling and make a charcuterie board at two in the afternoon, so be it. But we really notice it. We really notice it. Yeah. To talk about vaccinations and anti-vaccinations, and I've had this conversation, I think, with the girls, is worldly, we're trying to be put into boxes. You're either vaccinated or you're, you're anti-vax. Mm-hmm. And what everyone fails to realize that's is duality. that's duality. Yep. So if you are, according to the vaccinated people, if you are unva- if you're anti-vax, you're against the whole entire thing. You're crazy. You're a conspiracy person. Like all the things mm-hmm. that, that is going on. And if you're anti-vax. That's what you just said, anti-vax. Or if you're, if you're, if you're vaxxed. I can't remember where I was going. Anyways, I broke my train of thought. Let's start over. They want us to be put into boxes. Yes. And you have to pick a box. Yes. Now it goes back to like that herd mentality, to like high school click mentality. Yes. You're either with the popular kids or you're with the unpopular kids. But there's always that group of kids somewhere that just float around in the middle that just don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. That's what needs to be happening. That's where your mind needs to be. Yeah. Exactly. I love that because I'm like me and Scott were definitely those floater kids that just didn't give a fuck that were in between the popular and then the unpopular. And we were kind of in the middle. Yeah. You're, you're unknown and you're just kind of like, you're still going about your day. You're still going to school. You're still like, you have your little bit of friends, but you're not part of the big group. Mm -hmm. So you're ostracized a little bit because like they don't even know who you are. Mm -hmm. And then you have the other group. We'll say the nerds is kind of like, well, you're not a nerd, so you can't fit in and hang out with the nerds, but like you're kind of into computers or whatever, but you're not into computers enough for them. So they're wanting you to pick that side. They're forcing you to choose. Mm -hmm. And the problem that I see is, is that a lot of our language is very similar to those on the polarizing end of Mm anti-vaccination. So that way when the, the vaccinated people talk to us, they want to group us in that category right away, mm-hmm. even though we necessarily don't even agree with either side, mm-hmm. but they want to group us into a side, but we just have to remain neutral and trust yourself and trust ourselves. And you have to, what's coming to me is all of you guys with the analogy that Scott just said about high school and, and school and all that. 
I mean, how is this any different than you have felt your entire life? So if you're someone right now who's unvaccinated and you're listening to this, reflect back on your life. Have you not always felt this way? Have you not always, you know, either you have been really like rebellious and trying to like, you know, find your way your entire life and, you know, someone like me who's always just been a leader versus a follower? Or are you that person that just was always that follower because it was so much easier for you to do that because if you didn't follow, then it was uncomfortable. So, you know, you're on either side of the spectrum right now, especially if you're on Vax because you're healing yourself and you're really trusting yourself and you're like, wait, I've been put in boxes my entire life. You know, whether you were a minority through race or it's just literally the simple example that Scott said going back to high school, you know, but notice where you put yourself in that checklist, you know, when you were like, okay, I got to get married. I got to have my degree. I got to do that. I know a lot of people, especially in this community doing work are like, I've never sat with myself. I literally had my childhood, then all of a sudden I went to university, I've had the checklist and I've done all these things because everybody fucking told me to. And now people are sitting with themselves and when you first sit with yourself, some people sleep for a month straight because your body is so exhausted from living that human life and really just being so unconscious to it, you know, and doing everything because somebody told you to do it Yet your body gave you responses your entire life telling you that it was a hell no. And that's where Scott is saying, like, go back to the basics, because how many times in our life has our body told us that something was a hell no? It was a hell no. But we didn't trust and we didn't listen because we always would look for the tangible thing in front of us right now. Cause and effect. And how many times did we make decisions based from wounds to join that cool kids yeah. club either way to be with that partner to you know to do all the the choice points in our life because our wounds fed our ego that we needed to do it you know we needed to finish what we started we needed to you know take this job we needed to stay in the job and suck it up and change our mindset and fucking you know head down ass up mentality but that is the old and the old is falling down it's already done and so the trust is just really going up a layer right now. And I agree with you. We got to go back to basics. And one of the other big things <clears throat> that is a huge theme where it's really wavering everybody's trust. And of course, it's coming, a lot of it is coming out to the root of these va of the vaccine topic is the gap between family members and friends. And I feel like we really need to touch on that because it's been a really long time is when you rise, when you say yes to you, people are not going to know what to say on how you live the way that you do. And I feel like Scott and I can really talk to you about this um, and really help you understand <clears throat> that you'll never be faced with this layer until you're ready, but it becomes very obvious that you cannot hold on to some of the relationships that you previously did. You have to trust that it's what's meant to be will be and what's meant to fall away just naturally will fall away with ease. And that's the crazy thing that the ego will tell you is that it's going to be so hard to end these things. Well, it's going to be painful. <clears throat> yeah, that's what the ego says. It, it's, it's going to be painful and it can't be hard. And we always, especially I feel 
around family, a lot of the times what people get stuck on was they're my family. I love them. Mm-hmm. And you still can. No one is saying you need to like all of a sudden start hating yeah. your parents, <laughs> yeah. hating your mom, hating your dad, hating Absolutely. your brothers or your sisters. Simply just because they have a different way of looking at life. Well, they have a different state of being. Yeah, that's, that's all it is. Yeah. It's entirely just a different state of being. They're in the thinking. And reality. if you are trying to be like, well, I don't, want, I don't hate them, so why do I quit? Why should I quit hanging out with them? But you have to ask yourself: Are they going where I'm going? Mm-hmm. Because if they're not going where you're going, it's okay that things fall away. Mm-hmm. You can still love them. You can still have conversation with them sometimes but they're just not going where you're going mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be like when we big split dramatic thing a big dramatic thing where all of a sudden like you have a big fight and you just quit talking to people some things are just meant to fade away yeah well and one of the big things in that that gap that takes place is it goes back to the episode where we talked about npc and pc you know like all of you guys listening to this are pc you wouldn't be here if you weren't pc You know, you are a player in the game to raise the consciousness of the world. And then there's the NPCs. Go on Disney Plus right now and watch Free Guy if you need a breakdown of that. You know, your family, if they're not going where you're going, are NPCs. And that's okay. But one of the biggest things about the NPCs is the NPCs will do whatever they can to try and stop the PC. And once you realize that, you're like, wow. This is so obvious because the NPC is wounded. The NPC is programmed. We're not dissing them. This isn't this versus that. It's awareness. They are living in a thinking reality. So they cannot understand how you would even remotely function in a feeling reality. Okay, they are in thinking. So everything for them is thinking. They look at it face value. Somebody could be, you know, dressed to the nines, but actually a hot mess and wounded and talking about everybody behind their back and all the stuff. But the thinking reality will say, well, they're an amazing person. They're doing all this great stuff because of what their physical reality looks like coming from thinking. They're great on paper. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I just feel like we, like we, we, we skipped a step here. Okay, go. So let's go back to to family because family is going to pull at you emotionally. Yeah. They're going to come at you emotionally. Don't you want to hang out with us? Like if you're unvaccinated, don't you want to come out and have suppers with us? Yeah. Like you're not going to be, you're going to be ostracized. Yeah. Ex, I don't know what the fuck. We don't know the word. We don't know the word is. Yeah. Ostracized. That's the word I'm looking for from the family. Mm -hmm. You're going to be left out. Eventually, you're going to have to do it because eventually, this is going to be reality. Eventually, you're going to have to make a choice because if you want to hang out with us mm-hmm. and come out for suppers with us, you're going to have to do it. Mm-hmm. And that is just going to be they're pulling at your wounds, mm-hmm. right? To try and get you to make a decision, to try to get you to be human. I love that. NPCs pull at emotions. But here's, yeah. here's, here's the other thing that's also coming up is with family... We're so used to be treat, getting treated a certain way from them that it seems normal. We don't understand that sometimes the most toxic behavior mm-hmm. that we have in our lives comes from those closest to us. It comes from our mom. It comes from our dad. It comes from our siblings. It comes from our partners. And it com- Well, we're talking about just like okay. biological family okay. right now okay. because we're so used to that. We've been conditioned to that since birth 
that this is just the way things are. Mm-hmm. We tend to, that will reflect in our partners and our friends and we'll continue that pattern, but we'll see it first in our partners and our friends before we see it in our family. Mm-hmm. We move into consciousness, we've started to see this toxic behavior in friends, mm-hmm. right? That's generally where the first layer you start paying attention to what your friends are talking about and how they're just always negative or they're always bringing us down. So then or we're pulling at you. Or pulling at you. Yeah. So then we kind of like stop hanging out with those friends because we don't feel good around them. Mm-hmm. Then the next layer that seems to come up is our partners. Our partners, we start to notice that, hey, I thought this person like really loved me, but a lot of the things that they say or do pulls me down. Mm-hmm. Or actions, big or times action. with partners. Because we... We, starts, choo- we choose our partners from wounds. And, and starts to pull me down. And now I'm just starting to realize that they're not going where I'm going. Where I'm going. And, and then I'm, that bleeds all over. And then that wounds. bleeds for a bit. Yeah. And, and that's where a lot of people, that's like the, that's the second, I, that's like the second, second step. Yeah. And then the third step is kind of like we're noticing, holy crap, my family talks shitty to me. Mm-hmm. Right? They're pulling me down. Mm-hmm. And it's just, layers upon layers that we're just working through mm-hmm. because we have to keep choosing our consciousness and our light and all these steps can be done in completely different order so don't think just because exactly you know yeah that we talked about it in this specific order doesn't mean it, it has to be that way but that's just where we're noticing it and that's where you're going to start noticing it but it's okay to still love someone but just be like you know what you're just not going where i'm going you're still my parents. You're still my siblings. You're still my daughter. You're still my daughters. Mm-hmm. I, I love you guys. Mm-hmm. The but I'm just going you. to start limiting my contact with you because when I'm, I just don't feel right or I don't feel good around you and you're not going where I'm going. Well, yeah. And, and Scott's hitting the nail with all of this because it then goes back to me where I give you guys the kind of advanced stuff. It's like, when you birth out your purpose, you're here for the new and the new earth. And you said you would come here and all of you are starting to remember, you cannot, you cannot hold that frequency when you're cluttered up with the old. Okay. And I said this the other day to someone in session who has an amazing a purpose. I mean, everybody has an amazing purpose, but hers actually portaled through me and I did it on her. And I said, look at this frequency that you're holding you you cannot hold it if you have a partner or family members or people who are jamming you up. You know, like if you use me and Scott as an example, we really have cleaned out the leaks in our life. We really keep our frequency high. Do you think that we could be the mentors? Do you think that I could be the portal if I constantly had jams? You can't. And it took a lot of choice and it still does every single day. For, for us to maintain this frequency. And that's what happens is everybody so badly wants to like, quote unquote, get integrated. But what happens is when you do get integrated and you get to that frequency, then you sustain and maintain that frequency. But the journey to get there is kind of cleaning out every single room in your house being like, oh, wow, that's shocking. I didn't see that. Oh, wow. That's wow, wow, wow. That's all the human stuff. That's all the human stuff that goes right back to the thing that I read right at the beginning. It's very much cleaning out your thinking life that came from wounds and ego. Well, let's go back to a very old analogy we haven't brought up in a long time since we're reminiscing here. The backpack. Yeah, love that. Right? 
sometimes we have huge rocks. We have our core wounds and our mother wounds and stuff like that. Or we have plant yeah. that we're, <laughs> you know, that we're, we're trying to unload. Yeah. But let's not forget, not everything is a huge rock. Sometimes they're much smaller pebbles. Mm-hmm. They're maybe hidden cobble, cobblestones, yeah. river, river rock. Yeah. Or they're sand. Mm-hmm. Right, that we're just slowly trying to get rid of and lighting our load. Mm-hmm. Not everything is going to be a massive, big, abrupt change. Sometimes it's just going to be little things that we're unloading from that backpack, but it's all done in layers and it'll come exactly when you're ready for it. Yeah. And, and you're I, only going to work on one layer at a time. Yeah, I feel like you should kind of explain the backpack or we should kind of preface that again because it's been a really long time. And I'm going to use you as an example. So Scott had a huge backpack on his um, back when he started his journey. And, you know, it was his ex-wives, it was his kids, it was his childhood trauma. And one of the big pivotal moments is I remember when you had said to me one summer when your brother had come to visit and it was like kind of all part of the root of your childhood trauma. And you're like, I just want to help him remove the rocks that are in his backpack because I've done it myself. You know, and that was part of your journey to really lighten the density. That's density in human form is all the rocks that we carry from all the things. And people think, keyword think, that that's so much work to unload those rocks. But it actually isn't because in New Earth, we have the technology and we have the imagery to help you do it. But you have to want it and you have to surrender to it. And again, it comes back to what you're saying. If you don't trust yourself, it's really hard to empty out your backpack. Well, that's just it. And you're never, you're never doing it alone. Let's say you have, you have a big rock of um, sexual abuse in your backpack. You think you're going to try and remove it by yourself and you are going to remove it by yourself. But with the work that we do here, what really happens is you're helping yourself and we're helping you Mm -hmm. making those choices. And we're actually breaking up that rock into manageable chunks for you to pull out. Exactly. And it's past the, you take the action and density to, you know, remove that rock. But what goes on in the hologram and what goes on outside of quote unquote time is what is beyond the mind. And it speeds things up so much faster than you can even imagine. We're not using the old tools. Well, even if we, just because I need to kind of finish this analogy here so it kind of makes sense. Even yeah. if you break up that child abuse rock, when you break it up into smaller chunks, you also create smaller chunks, right? You do have a big chunk that comes off, but it also turns into like pebbles or even dust that falls into, again, slides to the cracks of the bottom in your book bag yeah. and settles to the other rocks. So it's going to take time to get all of that out. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to be smaller and smaller layers that you just have to be aware of. But it's also have to do a little bit of more searching to find some of these pebbles. Mm-hmm. If you've ever got sand in like a book bag or anything like that, you know, you kind of like brush it away. And then it's still kind of like, okay, that's going to be good enough because I just can't get it all out. We're just kind of start picking up those individual pebbles. And that's just those decisions that you have to make to keep trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. It may take time, but a good analogy that just popped in my head you can separate salt and pepper. If you were to dump both of those things onto a counter, you can separate them. It might take time to do it and it might be painstakingly boring, yeah. but you can separate the salt from the pepper on the counter. Mm-hmm. It just takes 
time and the work to sit down and be able to do it. And you're not going to do it every day. And some days you're only going to do it for a couple of minutes because like you've just fucking, this is all you can handle today. Mm-hmm. Other days you're going to sit down and be like, wow, I really fucking like got a lot of salt and pepper separated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, that the backpack analogy is so huge for as you begin the journey and you're just like coming and it's the layers that begin. But I'm noticing in in the work, you know, it's just crazy what happens um, when people surrender to just everything. I feel like that's a big thing we need to talk about is I saw something yesterday that just like really hit and somebody else that like does this type of work um, was saying how it's so interesting how some people like fight and fight and fight and fight and then some people just like melt and they surrender and it's crazy how like fast they move and how everything heals inside of them and everything shifts and one of the big things that really hit was they were saying the difference between it is when you have what's the word scott we just talked about uh you used humility when you talked about earlier yeah when you have humility, it's really easy for you to surrender and to trust. So that's a big word that I really resonated with. It's because when you are melted into that surrender of humility, it's really easy for you to just move move on your layers. And I really want people to kind of like hear that word. And the example of that, when I Googled the word before we came on was you know, I'll clean the toilets, even though I'm the owner of the company. So notice when you are doing the work, do you have that ego about you, which is what would create the block with this, of you, why you can't surrender and mesh to this? Am I making sense? I'm trying to get this out here. So it's like, basically, if you're fighting it, ask yourself why you're fighting it. Because I don't think anybody really asks why they fight it so much. I feel like that's that's exactly what's exactly true, and it all comes down to like to trusting. Mm-hmm. Are you being defensive about being told some information? I mean, I've been there mm-hmm. when I got told I had I don't even know fucking what my wound was, and you're like, no, I don't have that. It was Scott had a rejection. Scott has a rejection wound. Okay, on feminine. And I had told him, that's your wound. You have this wound on feminine. And you're like, no, no, it's not that. And then finally, I was like, wow, Scott, for five years, you've told me that I'm solid in my work. I'm never wrong. I get the information exactly how it comes. But all of a sudden, I'm quote unquote wrong with you. And it's like, you know, that pivoted for you because you were like, oh, wow. Yeah, fuck. I need to have some humility here. And some and, and really you need to have truly. the humility so you can have the acceptance so you can really start to process that layer. Yes. Which boils down to trusting yourself, mm-hmm. trusting the information that you're receiving and all those things. Yeah, because if we use Scott as an example, that was where he didn't have humility because he was like, fuck, I'm, you know, I'm this man. I'm her partner. I'm X, Y, and Z, you know, I'm that tough, tough man. No, I'm not rejected by women. I don't have this rejection wound on feminine, you know, and that really is, is that whole humility of like, I'm the owner of the company. I don't fucking clean toilets. You know, I'm this, I don't do this, but that's where it hits the head is when you really melt into the humility of it, you realize that the surrender and the trust then takes place. 
So obviously there's so many tools in our world where sometimes people have the new thing um, that's really changed the community's life in the last week is a guy in the community had an enmeshment of an ego tree, meaning that there was no separation between the human and the ego. It was enmeshed into their body. And once I separated that, it then came on grid for, I think, three other people and they're already like shook by it. So sometimes there is a reason as to why your ego is fighting the way that it's fighting, but we can't even get to that layer until you surrender enough to get to that layer. That's the crazy thing about this all, right? Yeah. I mean, we started, we started this journey. Actually, I've seen this video and I'm just going to, let me preface this whole thing by saying the video is kind of like um, a man is standing on top of a bridge going bungee jumping. So he's tied in. That's kind of, I think, where everyone has kind of started. We're on the edge. Yeah. We're facing, you know, inside of the bridge. So our back is towards the chasm below us. Mm -hmm. And we're like, we're going to jump. You're in your head, you're planning on yourself that you're going to jump. Yeah. But there's a part of you that is clinging so tightly to that handrail because yeah. you don't trust. Yeah. Right? Holy fuck, did they did they get me in on these ropes good enough? Oh shit, I'm gonna be that one person where they didn't tie the rope right. Da 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 da. And then and yeah. then and then here's what happens in the rest of the video. The guy actually goes, <laughs> Okay, so they count him down and I think they shove him off. But what they what they do just before they shove him off is to say, "Oh crap! Did you tie him in?" And they throw <laughs> the whole entire cable with him, so he's free falling for I don't I'm not sure how many seconds it is, where he's thinking, "Holy fuck! I'm going to die." Yeah. These guys didn't tie me in. Look at all that loose cable coming down with me. I'm fucked. Yeah. But you have to trust. I feel that. That makes you me so emotional. You have to trust so much that, that these guys so are not like committing yeah. murder in broad daylight yeah. in front of hundreds of witnesses <laughs> while they're being recorded. That's where you have to have that trust. Well, honestly, you even saying that, I'm like, oh my God, like I can feel so many moments where you and I, like going back to our story and our journey, you know, very much the pivotal moment where we blew up the company and I was like, that was that moment. And then a million other moments since then, you know, I was just saying Nights with Coco started two years ago only. We had those 850 people in one year. We had to blindly trust every night, you know, okay, there's, these people are showing up like this is you know, sometimes I would feel so nervous and so scared, but I just like trusted that this was what was asked of me, you know, every single time. Exactly. I love that analogy so much. And when you guys trust, honestly, that's where everything unfolds because there's a whole other reality. There's a whole other state of being outside of what you physically see, but you have to melt down this thinking mind. And I love in the very beginning when I had said the physical mind is very much focused on materialism and what is in front of them. So that's also where the wounds and the ego come in because I know we always like giggle in session when people are always like triggered by say me. Well, who the fuck is Coco? And like, I'm listening to this fucking chick. Like what the fuck does she know? And somebody in session the other day who had plant afterwards we got it out and she was telling me how she was saying all this stuff in her head too and she's like realistically when I stop and I really feel into it I'm mad at myself 
because I'm the mirror, I'm the portal, so are you for everyone else, right? So if your narration of your ego is is beating up on us, it's it's that mother wound or that father wound where your your mother is telling you what to do and you're rebelling because you're like, fuck that shit. Like, what do they know? And that's where you really need to sit with that because true mentors will never tell you what to do. They will guide you with the energies that are presented in front of you. And that's what you really need to hear. True mentors help you navigate through your ascension and the energy in front of you, but you cannot fight. You have to surrender and take the actionables and take it and trust yourself and trust. You know, how many times have we had conversations where people will message me or message us and then they're like, I actually didn't even need to message you. You know, I knew the answer. The ego just wanted Coco or Scott for validation. for validation but you already you, you guys already know you guys we need to learn to retrust ourselves mm-hmm. and make those decisions there's nothing to be afraid of yeah we don't promote like living in fear or coming from a fear space yeah because there's nothing to be scared of because we designed this game we've designed this blueprint mm-hmm. everything is happening for us not to us and there's no reason to be afraid we just need to practice flexing our trust muscle. Yeah. And the more we practice that trust, the easier it becomes, the bigger the things we can flex on. Yeah, and I love that so much. That is like one of our biggest things that you and I always come back to. But what's coming to me that I really need to say um, and kind of touch on is we're so focused on, well, if I quit my job or if I do these things or if I trust into the unknown to birth out me, then what? But what came to me yesterday on our walk is like, we're here. We were born. That in itself is a level of trust in a miracle that nobody ever stops to quote unquote ponder or feel. So it's like, if you if you are a mother or you're a father and you create a baby and then you have that in your stomach from a fucking sperm and an egg and it comes into density, that in itself is a level of trust and surrender and a miracle in itself. But humanity doesn't stop to think it. It just is. It just is. You know, so it's the saying that we heard this week that we love and it's like everything is because I am. So everything that you're working towards, everything that you're birthing out is because you are. Literally, you being born came from the unknown, came from something that you couldn't see, but yet you go and have sex and you make a baby and nobody ever questions where that came from. Literally, where did that come from? Where did that soul come from? How did we get here? But nobody ever stops to think about that level of trust. You just get pregnant and then you just trust that nine months later, a baby's going to come out of you. But it was made from nothing, quote unquote, essentially. That's a level of trust that no human ever stops to really think about. You just trust that you do X, Y, and Z and then this just comes out and here we are. Scott's looking at me like I'm a bit crazy. I'm not sure if I'm... I'm You're not super, following that? I'm okay. not sure if I'm a super big example. Uh, that's a super good example for the main fact that like we know how 
we know how life starts. We know the science behind yes, it. Yes, but I'm going to the deeper perspective yes. of it is how the soul and everything entered into the body. Yes, we understand the science of it, the human thing. But the fact is, is how did you get here? How did you get here? So the fact that you are here, it is, Scott. And you and I always say this. It's because we'll be better together because we made it. So everybody else will make it. Well, it's the same thing. We came into this game. We came into this body of form. And we have to trust that we know what we're doing. That's what I'm trying to say. And maybe it's over everybody's head. And I apologize. But it came to me to say. So obviously, there's somebody that's going to hit with it. We, have, we do have to trust that we know what we're doing. Yes. Because... Um, how did you word it? I'm trying to think now. Uh, we are in, uh, it's in our, how, what was the saying that you said? It's, we are, it is because I am. Yes, it is because I am. Yeah. So if you, uh, I'm not even sure. I feel like I'm drawing a blank on this. Scott night. can't help us all. So anyways, the gist of it all is I'm trying to just really emphasize to you guys that there is more than what you see. And when we trust beyond the physical, all of this start, stuff starts to unfold because there is a blueprint that you designed. There is a whole entire world that is coming on grid. And I've said it so many times. And again, this is going back to the basics. If you knew 100,000% what the outcome would be, everybody would do it. So it's like in our world, you know, we've already reversed HIV. We've, we have two people this week who all of a sudden, you know, haven't been able to see, have clear vision for their whole entire life and are starting to be able to see with clear vision. It's like everything is getting reversed in people's bodies. The stories that we have just go on and on and on and on and on, but yet you know, nobody even knows that we are doing this or that it, this exists. But if we 100% had the proof out in 3D, which we already do, but if it was out there, everybody would do this work. Isn't that crazy? If you 100% knew that if you quit your job tomorrow, then if you sat with yourself and all of a sudden, you know, you're going to birth out your purpose and you have your new earth label and all that. And it's actually set in stone. Like when you go to university and get a degree, you would do it. You would do it. But would you appreciate it? No. Do you appreciate the life that you have right now? No, you're restless. We get restless and because we've had the checklist. And that's where the trust comes in. Yeah. That's where the faith comes into this. That's where the whole spirituality of this, I don't know, movement really matters. State of being yeah. really matters because you only appreciate it because you've took a so-called risk. Mm-hmm. You got right? uncomfortable. You got uncomfortable where if you knew you wouldn't take the risk because it would just be there. Mm-hmm. So you've got to take the risk. You've got to be uncomfortable. You have, it's, it's, it's kind of like holding a duality of purpose. You have to know you're going to be okay and be firm in that because it is pre, it kind of predetermined and pre-planned. Mm-hmm. But you also have to be like, I have to trust into that mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. Because if you just expect it, that's kind of very much that 3D life. I wake up in the morning, I'm going to go to work, I'm going to get paid, I'm going to come home, hang out like a certain amount of hours with the wife and the kids, go to bed, wake up, repeat. Mm-hmm. You know that. Mm-hmm. You know that pattern. Yeah, well, that's NPCville. Exactly. Right there. But you have to trust that there's something more, mm-hmm. but you have to be so certain 
that it's going to be okay at the same time. I, hopefully that makes that makes sense because yeah. I'm trying to like put a, a we're big trying, thought here. We're trying, trying to, to put a big thought yeah, into like a words. into a wrapping up kind of scenario. Yeah. Here. But really, you have to be firm that it's going to be okay and know it's going to be okay. But at the very same time, have the faith to jump. Yeah. You have to hold on to those two things at the same time. Mm-hmm. And to kind of wrap it all up is it's like, and the ego will tell you all of this is fucked. So you have to have what Scott says. And then the crazy thing about this whole thing is that the ego will be like, absolutely not immediately no cannot do that you're fucked you're crazy we'll go externally to who it can blame externally as to why this is impossible well that's great for coco that's great for scott but it can't happen for me that's the wounds that's the whole savior um victim you know triangle that you go on when you're in the thinking mind over and over again but honestly it goes back to the saying that we have said for so many times is the only way off this game is up okay and so many of us are starting to move and live off the game and when you live off the game you no longer um experience the fears and the narrations and the everything of the game cuz you live within your own game And I know that it's really hard to understand that when you're trying to get out of the game and you just think it's fucking crazy some days, but there is a better state, but you cannot get off the game by by left and right. You have to go up. And that goes back to an episode that we had before where it's like you make these choice points where you have those faith, like Scott said, and all of a sudden you get up on one step and then you get up on another step and then you get up on another step and things start happening for you and you're like, what? the fuck? I didn't even realize my partner was, you know, that much of in chemical dependency, or I didn't realize that because you were so heavily in that game that you couldn't see it. So it's, it's, this is the, this is the work. And this is what, what, what you have to just lean into basically. Well, my final thought, and I'm probably going to butcher, butcher this quote here is horizontality. So going left and right is is giving up it's sleep mm-hmm. love that action consciousness is vertical it's going up mm-hmm. love that so take this all in i hope that it really resonates um and you know how we roll we just say as it comes through us to really help you so whatever came through is exactly you know for the people who need to hear it on whatever form that is so together we are better you know, and I just have to repeat that whole saying is it is because I am. And that just hits so, so much when you really feel into those words, you know, it cannot be any other way. And when you get past the physical, you're a multidimensional being that is telling you from every aspect that you've ever lived. And even on this timeline, you six months from now, you three months from now, you a year from now is the one that's telling you what to do. The one that is guiding you, the one that is saying, you know, quit the job on the other side of fear is freedom because you know, you were never, ever, ever meant for the game and the game cannot understand you. Okay. The game cannot even compute you, but it takes that high level of trust because all of you are here as, you know, I would say like the, the beginning, the visionaries of what it means to embody a new frequency. And it's happening so fast. You guys, 
This month is just life-changing. The next three months, we're going to have a whole separate episode um, on this, but I just wanted to create this almost a foundation of what it means to trust.